0: We've had pandemics we've worked in and we've had disasters we've worked with. We're facing the COVID-19. This is very different.
1: Annika Magwood spent decades working in healthcare. She's been a nurse and an infection control specialist. During times of medical crisis, a lot like the one we're living in right now with the coronavirus, Annika has relied on her faith in Christ to see her through.
0: I found that when people are in need, not only the the patients, but their family are in a place where they are willing to hear about the hope they can have in God.
1: Annika Mackwood is our guest on this episode of GPS, God People Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland.
2: And I'm Phil Fleischman. Annika has traveled the world providing medical care and sharing God's love with people. We hope her story will remind you of God's faithfulness as we're in the midst of some pretty uncertain times. And after Anika talks about her life and about how to deal
1: with COVID-19 as a Christian, you'll hear some more encouraging words from Billy Graham and Franklin Graham. So many people are afraid, scared, not knowing
3: what to do, where to go. Well, here's what David said in the scripture when he was uh, not sure what to do. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me. Isn't that a wonderful promise?
2: You can overcome fear if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We would love to talk to you more about that and pray with you if you're experiencing fear right now with all that's going on in the world. There's a prayer line open 24 hours a day, and they are waiting to hear from you. Just call 888-388-2683. That's 888-388-2683. And we also have that number in the show notes. God.
0: People Stories. Well, I was born right after the war, Second World War, in Belgium, in a small town in Flanders. Uh, my childhood was uh, a post war childhood, so there were struggles for our families to rebuild their lives after World War II.
2: Annika says her family did not have any kind of faith in God.
0: The only time God was mentioned in our home was in swear words. We just never talked about God. There was never any time of prayer. My parents loved me, and they did the best they could do. But um, my life was void of God.
1: When Annika was a teenager, her life became very complicated. So she decided to emigrate to the United
0: States. I got pregnant And um, I had to come here to hide this from my family. I did not want to put them through it. I was ashamed and embarrassed and afraid people would find out. And so I came to America to hide my pregnancy. I wanted to keep my baby. I did not want an abortion. Even though I wasn't a Christian and didn't know the Lord, He spared me from making the wrong decision. And uh, that's how I ended up in America.
1: The father of Annika's baby came to America with her, but eventually the two broke up. Annika moved around from Michigan to Colorado, eventually meeting a man named John, who was a neighbor of hers in an apartment complex she lived in. They began dating, then they moved in together, and eventually ended up in California.
0: He went to college there in the Bay Area, and I was working in a hospital in the lab at that time, and our little six-year-old daughter went to vacation Bible school at the babysitter's house and got saved around Easter time. The babysitter and our daughter prayed for mom and dad's salvation for many months.
2: From Easter time to a couple of weeks before Christmas, that's about how long it took for those prayers to begin to be answered.
0: In December, I had a dream of the end times. Very, very frightening dream. And the next day I went to work, and there was a lady working in the lab, and she always would sit and read a Bible. So I went up to her and I said, June, I had a dream about your Jesus last night. And she said, You did. So I told her my dream, and she opened up her Bible and read to me out of Luke chapter 21. And she was reading me my dream about the coming of Christ. Uh, the second coming of christ and so i grabbed the bible out of her hand and i said let me see because i thought for sure she was making up the story and i read my dream in luke 21 and um it shook me up
2: luke 21 talks about signs in the sky men fainting from terror the ocean roaring and jesus coming down on a cloud When Annika saw all of that written in the Bible, she knew she had to get to a church to figure out what it all meant.
0: I sat through the service, and at the end of the service went forward and uh, told the ladies that were asking me how could they help me. I said, I don't know, but Jesus wants me to come here. And it was just a wonderful moment. We went in the back, they prayed with me, and first explained, laid out the gospel, and I kept saying, you don't know all I've done in my life. You don't know how bad I've been. It can't be that I just have to believe in the Lord and ask forgiveness and that His grace alone will save me. And they kept repeating Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And finally, after more than an hour of talking with me, it made sense I understood the grace of God. I understood the forgiveness of Jesus. I understood the sacrifice on the cross for the first time in my life. And I accepted the Lord right there. It was uh, December 16, 1973.
1: Annika raced home to tell John about what happened. She wanted him to also accept Jesus into his heart. But what Annika didn't know was that John, while
2: having been raised a Christian, had completely fallen away from his faith. and John was angry with Annika for bringing up the faith he had walked away from years prior. He was so mad that he actually left the house and was considering breaking up with Annika. But things changed when John had this conversation with God. He said, God,
0: how can you do this? Why don't you leave me alone? You've taken the one thing I love the most in the world away from me. Leave me alone. And he says, the Lord in his heart told him, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he, too, got on his knees, he says, in the room he was staying in and um, recommitted his life to the Lord right there and came to me and asked me if I would marry him, and I said yes. And he then shared his life with me. And we uh, went to the pastor that had led me to the Lord, and he married us the next day.
2: The Magwoods were totally transformed when they came to know Jesus. For Annika, she felt a calling to work in a place where she could easily share her new faith. For years, she had worked as a technician in a microbiology lab, but...
0: After I got saved, it became very clear to me, I didn't want to sit in the back of a lab anymore. I wanted to be with the people. When we would go to the floor in the morning to draw the blood of the patients, it was my best time, and I realized how much I wanted to be there to share the Lord with people and to just hold them and and love them and share the Lord with them, share my love for them. And um, So I went back to school in the 80s. And got a degree in nursing.
1: After getting that degree, Annika and John joined a Christian ministry named Mercy Ships. It gets that name because they send hospital ships to provide health care to people in need around the world.
0: I worked as a nurse and my husband worked as a community developer in agriculture. Put in water wells and they would... um, teach the people in Africa. It was mainly in Africa. We were in the Caribbean and also in West Africa. We went to many countries. We would be in one nation uh, about seven, eight months at a time. And uh, every couple of years, we would go back to the U.S. or to Great Britain or France to uh, load up, restock, and get more volunteers to come along.
2: After 11 years with Mercy Ships, Annika spent time as a nurse in Massachusetts and Florida.
0: I'm retired now, but I really miss it. I worked in ICU a lot and I found that when people are in need, not only the the patients but their family are in a place where they are willing to hear from God, they are anxious for you to pray with them, they're anxious to hear about the hope they can have in God. It is the best part of nursing.
1: As the years went by, Annika's knees wore out and eventually she couldn't do bedside nursing anymore. Nevertheless, she still worked in the medical field.
0: With my microbiology background and my nursing, I um, worked for nine years in infection control in the hospital as well, where I would do education with the staff, the nursing staff, in how to prevent the spread of infections and and controlling infections. And um, I also did a lot of the monitoring. We went to the H1N1 crisis and the SARS crisis And then, of course, today now we're facing the COVID-19.
2: Yep, COVID-19, coronavirus, the disease that's affecting the entire world right now in one way or another. We asked Annika what she thinks about the outbreak and the precautionary measures we're now living under.
0: We've had pandemics we've worked in and we've had disasters we've worked with. This is very different. This is not something I have ever seen before. And I think most people alive today have never seen this before. It is extremely important to listen to the authorities when they're speaking, when they have the press conferences, and they are right on. They're doing the right thing. I heard one person say, well, the government is not going to tell me what to do. It's the wrong approach. We need to work together. We need to put politics aside, and we need to work together, common goal to save as many lives as we can to prevent this from spreading any further.
2: Annika is especially concerned about impoverished countries that aren't well prepared for the coronavirus outbreak.
0: I think of the window of the uh, unreached peoples and the poor people. You know, three quarters of the world do not have the advantages we have in healthcare. care. They do not have televisions to watch and instruct them. So we need to really pray for um, the southern hemisphere, where most of the poor Countries of the world are. I'm concerned for their welfare. And I encourage people to pray for the poor countries that the Lord might spare them.
1: As someone who's been a nurse and an infection control specialist, Annika is obviously taking COVID-19 very seriously. But as a follower of Jesus Christ, she's first and foremost putting her hope in God.
0: God addresses our fear, He gives us scripture. To overcome fear, even if the earth should change, he said, he's our refuge and strength. And so overcoming the fear, next thing we want to look at is that he gives us shelter and refuge, which then lets leads us to a real peace. I'm thinking of Isaiah 26, where he says, the steadfast of mine, you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. And so we've overcome that fear. We abide in His shelter, and we get a total peace.
1: That peace comes from knowing Jesus and knowing that He will never leave you or forsake you if you surrender your life to Him. it doesn't mean we won't get sick or that bad things won't happen. Not at all. But it does mean that God will be right there with us, Still in control.
0: The only way we can handle this is with God. He is not taken by surprise. God knows the future. He knows the beginning from the end. He knew this would happen. In Leviticus, He taught us all about health and hygiene. It's important to Him. He knows things are going to happen as they are happening now. And so it's a time to tell people I feel the same you feel, but I have a solution. I have a hope that I want to share with you. I have a hope that God, no matter what happens, He's going to be with me through this. He's not going to take it away, but He's going to go with me through it.
2: Do you have the same kind of hope that Anika Magwood has? The hope that Jesus is with you in the middle of what's going on in our world today? If you've already given your life to Jesus, we just want to remind you to remember that truth and rest in the security God offers us. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you're ready to get to know him, head over to findpeacewithgod.net. We want to help you walk through the steps to becoming a follower of Christ and receiving his forgiveness and peace into your heart. That address again is findpeacewithgod.net.
1: By the way, if you'd like to talk to someone, pray with someone, we have a 24 hour prayer line set up for you right now. No matter what time of day you're listening to this podcast, you can call and there'll be someone to pray with you about any fear, anxiety, or worry. That you're experiencing because of all things coronavirus. The number 888 388 2683. That's 888 388 2683.
2: You're listening to GPS God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Jesus Christ loved us so much
1: that he went to the cross and died for us. Billy Graham. What does it really mean? It means that God says, I love you. It means that God says to you, you're a sinner. It means that it's the only way of salvation. And Christ could come back at any time. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. What a glorious time that's going to be when Christ returns. If you want to be sure that when you die, you're going to heaven, you want to be sure that you're ready for him if he comes. Repent of your sins. Surrender totally to Christ. Your heart, your mind, your body, your life.
2: If you want to learn more about surrendering totally to Christ, go to our website, findpeacewithgod.net.
1: You just heard from Billy Graham. And before we end this episode, here's a reminder from his son, Franklin Graham, about the hope we have in Jesus Christ. I'd like to share a
3: psalm, uh, and that's the 23rd psalm with you. You know, so many people are afraid, scared, not knowing what to do, where to go. Well, here's what David said in the scripture when he was uh, not sure what to do. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside those still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that a wonderful promise? God bless.
1: We hope that truth right there sticks with you during these difficult and sometimes scary days. Our thanks goes out to Annika Magwood for being our guest, and our thanks goes out to you. We pray you were blessed by what you heard on this episode of GPS. I'm Jim Kirkland.
2: And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.